Well, that was fun. Good night at the plate. Good night on the bump. Good vibes all around for the Mariners of Motown. This is the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Friday, May 12, 2023. This is Tidding as Allison Colby Patton for the Locked On Mariners postgame show brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after the game. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon by scanning the QR code. It's right above my head. The link, as well as our social accounts, is also in the description of this episode. 9-2, the final score from Detroit. The Mariners take the first of this three-game series with the Tigers. Old friend Matthew Boyd goes just one and a third innings pitch. Mariners jumped all over him for six runs, five of them earned. Big night for a struggling Mariners offense and a big night for a struggling Mariners star. Colby, will he go back? Or what? Yeah. Come on, let's overreact. Let's do it. Julio Rodriguez. He's all the way back. He's the Julio best player is in going baseball to win again. The most valuable player award. He's going to hit 400 for the rest of the year. That that's right. There you go. Facts. That's right, baby. Facts. Yeah. Um, facts on the Lockdown Mariners post game show. Sure. Uh, obviously, his best game in a long time. It's his first multi hit game since I believe April 28th. Uh, is what I saw. So it's been a hot minute. And he comes mm. through, goes, you know, three for five, a home run, four RBI, two runs scored, no strikeouts, three hard hit balls. Um, he was feeling it at the plate today. He looked really comfortable. And, you know, aside from the numbers and, and the, the hits and all that stuff, that's all great. And obviously that's what you want. But I think, you know, the most encouraging sign we've seen from Julio, um, you know, today, certainly, and a little bit on Wednesday, um, you know, against uh, against Texas, is that we didn't see overswinging. He wasn't trying to obliterate every single baseball. He was really focused on staying up the middle. Uh, you two hits to to left center field today, and uh, one to right right field. Um, the home run was to right. So just about staying up the middle, staying within yourself, not trying to hit every pitch 500 feet, uh, not trying to swing as hard as you can. Just focus on your on bat speed. Right. It's an old you know adage uh, that you hear like coaches tell their their players in little league and high school you know at the lower levels it's hey you're not trying to swing as hard as you can we're trying to swing as fast as you can we want bat speed that's what's gonna you know that's what's gonna generate a lot of uh, a lot of power is the speed um, of your swing and julio certainly looked like he was focused on that today instead of just you know corkscrewing himself into the ground uh, so that's really the the uh, exciting thing about tonight again no strikeouts uh, really just the one really poor at bat in the first inning, got a cookie slider and he missed it. And, you know, it's going to happen even when you're, even when you're, you know, playing well, but you know, and when you're struggling, that little thing gets exasperated, but came back in a big way, bases loaded, got the two run single kind of broke the game open a little bit there. And then the, the capper in the, in the top of the night there with the home run uh, into right field. So yeah, Julio looked really good. It's his best game in a long time. There were some positive signs, regardless of the stat line. Again, three hard hit balls. Um, didn't chase really. Uh, wasn't over swinging. Wasn't corkscrewing himself into the ground. Just a very measured approach at the plate. Just trying to go right back up the middle. Uh, use the whole field and and just focus on hitting the ball hard and and not trying to hit the ball far. And 
uh, it, it worked out. And like I said, this is Julio's best game in a while. And obviously we've talked about this a lot. The Mariners are going to go as far as Julio and Teoscar takes them. So right. if Julio is starting to turn it around right now, that's a welcome sight. And, and it comes at a good time. You have a long road trip here. You're kind of trying to push the 500 barrier behind you. You're trying to get above it to where you're no longer just kind of yo-yoing with 500. Uh, and if the Mariners find a way to win tomorrow, they'll be over 500 for the first time since opening day. And then maybe you can start to kind of try and and push some distance be, behind you in that mark, and you can start to make up some ground that way. So, yeah, huge night from Julio, hitting third today, a day after hitting sixth. I don't know if that was because there was a lefty on the mound or if Scott saw four at-bats from Julio hitting sixth and was like, yep, he's fixed, put him three. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I'm sure it was probably a little bit of both, but uh, – yeah, I would imagine he's probably going to hit third again tomorrow. Uh, you know, kind of run this thing out, see how it works. But for Julio to truly be back and for us to truly, truly, <laughs> for us hey. to truly feel that Julio has like arrived, he's going to have to string a couple of these games together. Remember, Ty France had a, had a nice day once and it was like two for four. And we're like, OK, well, maybe. And it mm -hmm. wasn't until the next couple of days when he continued to get hits and continued to look like the old self that we were like, Ty France is back. So I don't want to say Julio's back yet, um, but this is obviously a great step in the right direction. And if he comes out tomorrow, just hit the ball hard a couple times. Maybe you find a hit. Maybe you draw a walk. Maybe avoid a strikeout for the second day in a row. I think those will all be really positive signs, and we can really start to say that Julio is indeed on his way back. Big win tonight for the folks in our comment section over the last few weeks that have been pounding the table for Julio to hit third. He has to hit third. We need him to hit third. You guys are idiots for wanting him to hit leadoff. Blah, 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 blah. I still stand by it. I still want him hitting leadoff yeah. when he's good. When he's good. Yeah, when he's good. Yeah, exactly. When he's good. Yeah, yeah. When, he, when he's back on track, I want him hitting leadoff. He's the best hitter on this team when he's at his best. And I want my best hitter taking the most at-bats in this lineup. Yep. Not moving off of that stance uh especially after one game so don't get too cute down in the comments below uh <laughs> this he needed this though he absolutely needed this and you could see it i mean his face said it all whenever he got him on base tonight uh, i was really impressed with the first run producing at bat that he had tonight uh, bases loaded one out that's a situation that he's really struggled in this year especially as of late over the course of the slump and he goes up there he takes the first pitch curveball for a ball and then doesn't do too much with a fastball on the inside third of the plate. He just mm -hmm. loops it into uh, left center field, two RBI single. That's what I want to see Julio doing in those situations. I don't, you know, the grand slams, the three run home runs, all that stuff, that's going to come naturally with him. Mm -hmm. He just doesn't need to try for that. He really doesn't because the the natural talent there will will take over in, in certain you know situations. But I just want him going up there thinking like, I need to drive at least one of these runs in. Yeah. If, if I don't, that's an absolute failure, right? That has yeah. to be his mindset going into every single one of those at-bats. And I think we saw that tonight in that uh, in that particular instance with the bases loaded and, and one out. So that was, that yeah. was nice to see. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Hopefully, like I said, it continues. Uh, but until I see it for another day or two, like, yeah, yeah. Let's, I'm going to pump the brakes on the Julio's back. Uh, wagon. We kind of said that after. Oh, his he's last back. Run. He's back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I imagine he's probably gonna, you know, hit third again tomorrow. I'm not sure who's yeah. pitching for Detroit. Um, I'll look that up real quick. But I can tell you this: not that scary of an arm. <laughs> Detroit is oh, is yeah. not a good team. They're on a nice little run right now, so it's good to come in and win this game early. Uh, but that is not a good bullpen. That is not really a good pitching staff outside of Eduardo Rodriguez, and that's not a good lineup. So 
you know, mm-hmm. the Mariners have a real good shot here uh, to at least take the series and then, you know, get greedy, maybe take, maybe go ahead and sweep. But uh, we'll have to see, uh, you know, how things shake out on the mound for uh, both of these squads. Yeah. Uh, Detroit is running out Alex Fado, former first round draft no. pick uh, in uh, 2017. 27 year old who uh, made his major league debut last year has made one start this year four and two thirds innings pitch uh, just one strikeout uh three eight six era eight four five bip uh in that four very very small sample size yeah, so the former the, first the, round pick he's really disappointed in detroit right yeah so another opportunity in theory for the Mariners offense it's always theory, a theory with this Mariners offense always always in theory yeah so we'll see though uh off to a good start in this series off to a good start in this road trip Marco Gonzalez had a good start tonight uh made one mistake but overall pretty good date for uh the Bulldog uh in the Mariners rotation we'll talk about his outing tonight and more in just a moment but real quick a reminder this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by So Rare our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. And unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance. Collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next level competitions and rewards so rare mlb game weeks happen twice weekly and span a three to four day cycle and at the end of game week so rare mlb managers who rank at or near the top of their leaderboards win a variety of rewards which can include so rare scarcity cards game tickets merchandise signed jerseys and vip experiences like meeting mlb stars just like julio rodriguez prizes may vary depending on the competition head to so rare.com slash locked on that's spelled s-o-r-a-r-e com to draft your team of free player cards set your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards again that's so rare.com slash locked on to start playing today and you're listening to the locked on mariners post game show thank you again for making us your first listen after the mariners nine to two win over the detroit tigers and if you're going to be out and about this weekend and won't have a chance to watch the game you can listen to the game on the mariners hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. Listen to the Mariners try and uh, win a series in Detroit or maybe even sweep if they're feeling spicy enough. Be nice to see them do that, get three wins here before uh, the road gets a little bit tougher. They got Boston and Atlanta coming up after this. That Atlanta series is going to be really, really interesting. But for now, let's focus on Marco Gonzalez, who had a uh, nice start tonight against the Tigers. Of course, it's the Tigers. We do need to say that it is the Tigers. The Tigers are not very good, especially offensively. But Marco goes six innings, two earned runs on one swing of the bat. Really his only mistake of the night. Uh, He gave up quite a few hard hit balls, uh, gave up some hits, five hits, uh, only walked one, though, struck out two, you know, nothing too major on that front. Uh, Just a good, solid Marco Gonzalez start, right? Yeah. Um, first of all, put some respect on Detroit. They are in second place in the AL Central, pending the outcome of the Cleveland Guardians that, game. That division is 
it's garbage. Bad. It's really that bad. Is Cleveland's really struggling right now, so it's kind of Minnesota and everybody else. Um, but yeah, whatever. Either way, uh, not a good lineup, certainly on paper. You know, they're on a nice little run lately. They they've won a couple series in a row and and they're, you know, hovering around five hundred after a really bad start. So uh, they're, they're certainly playing better, but yeah, this is honestly a lineup that Marco should be able to dominate. A lot of their threats are right-handed You know, Marco has the good changeup. Uh, he's going to be able to keep these guys on their front foot a lot. Uh, and that's exactly what he did tonight. You look at the pitch distribution here, 40% fastball, 35% changeup, 22% curveball. Uh, I think that's called, you know, mixing it up. I think that's mixing it up pretty good. Um, fastball was really kind of there to change eye levels more than anything. He was up with that a lot. He was inside on the off the inside corner with that a lot. Uh was the changeup in the curveball where his two pitches today. He actually got eight whiffs on 22 swings on the changeup, which uh is 36%. That's a pretty good number. Uh which is interesting because it was only two strikeouts uh on the day. And the curveball um was good for a different reason. He didn't get any whiffs on it but he did get seven called strikes mm. on 20 on 20 curveballs. So, uh, you know, we just kind of add that up. You're talking about 14 of the 20 curveballs he threw, uh, were strikes. Uh, it's a good pitch to change eye levels. Yeah. And the changeup was, was excellent as well. Um, you know, we're, I, what are we looking at here? We're looking at 30 out of 35 changeups were strikes or foul balls. So, uh, yeah, he was throwing strikes, uh, obviously by the one walk like Marco does, but it was the change up in the curveball tonight. The fastball was there to change eye levels to bust guys inside just to show that he had it. Marco has essentially ditched the cutter, which is great. It was an awful pitch the last few years. He was over relying on it. He only threw it twice today. Of course, both of those balls were, were, you know, put in play. Well, one was put in play. One was fouled. Uh, and the one that was put into fair territory was a 104 mile an hour exit velo. So yeah, he doesn't need the cutter anymore. It's not good. Mark, this is who Marco's going to be. He's going to go change up curveball are going to be his two best pitches. And then he's going to use the fastball to bust the righties inside to go to the top of the zone. Um, and that's really what he's going to be. The, the fastball is, is the setup pitch. It's not the primary pitch. Um, and that's where Marco needs to be, uh, for the rest of the year. And it's just another good start. And it's, I don't know what, four or five out of his last six. Uh, Marco's been really, really solid and giving you a really good chance to win. Uh, and that's really all you can hope for from Marco at this stage of his career. And he did it again. And that league leading F war for the Mariners pitching staff continues to go up, 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 up. Nice to see uh, another really nice start for the Mariners and the Mariners just overall tonight played really a complete game. No complaints on the offensive side of things. No complaints on the pitching side of things. Um, you know, some pickups here and there like Justin Topa's throw to second base <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. you're up by five just run the ball to first base that there's was, no uh, play that gives me more anxiety than when i see a pitcher turn around and try to throw to second i'm like oh well that's going into center field i just assume it every time and you know what i'm right a disproportionate amount of time on right, that play of course i just take the out at first you're up by five it's the eighth you don't need a double just take the one it's fine. It's cool. Whatever. Yeah. All the people just make a better throw. Yeah, that sounds great. But 95% of the pitchers in Major League Baseball can't do it better than 50% of the time. So what makes you think Justin Topa can? Especially guys who throw kind of sidearm off the mound. Those guys seem to yeah, struggle yeah. more than anybody. 
Yeah, yeah. The guys that throw a sidearm off of the mountain is they're they're scary when they're uh, <laughs> when they're fielding balls you, in the infield. You need six outs. Okay, you have five runs to work with. Yeah. If you give up one run because you take a guy, you take an automatic out at first base. Who cares? That's still really good. That's a good exchange rate. Jeez Are you Louise. really ranting about this? It bugs they won me. Nine, they won I know, but it bugged. They were only up by five at the time. By the way, this but, guy, this guy was a non-believer. He DM'd me on Twitter yeah. saying that they're going to only be up by one now after after the Topa throw. He is a yeah. non-believer. And then after that, yep. three consecutive outs. Silly me. I assume that Detroit would see that Topa can't field his position to just bunt it to him every time. Watch him airmail it to center field. It's not a it's not a difficult play, guys. And yet pitchers can't make it ever. It drives me nuts. Anyways, uh, yeah. Other than that, you know, Topa was fine. Just you know, just fine. PFPs. Also, I continue to forget that Taylor Saucedo is on this team. <laughs> and then I'm I'm not joking. Every time that I see him on the mound, I'm like, oh yeah, he's still on the team. We'll see, you know, we'll see how long it takes Barroa to get back. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Murphy sounds like he's going to be ready to go here in a week or so. So reinforcements on the way. Yeah. We'll see about Munoz yeah. as well. We'll see how he's progressing. Um, that's going to be the huge one. But, uh, you know, yeah. don't don't underestimate the impact that Penn Murphy has had in this bullpen and could have once he returns and Perlander Barroa as well. That's a potential, you know, um, high upside arm there bro as well we talked about him yesterday if you missed that check out our episode from yesterday now i want to talk a little bit more about the uh the upcoming games i also want to talk about a mariners uh position player that kind of overlooking right now who's on a little bit of a heater we're gonna be going over that in just a moment but real quick a reminder this episode of locked on mariners is brought to you by game time buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have so forget planning months in advance game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event snag the tickets without the stress with game time Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem promo code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, the lowest price, guaranteed. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners' 9-2 win over the Detroit tigers colby you are smirking for some reason you got a yeah um we had a little bit of what's going on a little bit of a glitch there oh boy um so (laughs) i don't know how in sync we are right now i don't know like if your if your movements are going to match the audio when i upload oh yeah now it's good right now it's good okay but like like it seemed like you jumped in the ad read like four seconds and so i'm like "Uh uh-oh so okay well we'll at least we're at least we're fine right now at least we're we're fine fine right now now. yeah cool cool all right well if you guys are seeing this that means that the the episode went fine and if you're not seeing it it means we decided not to do one because i'm (laughs) restarting 20 minutes in so fair point fair point um real quick before we jump into our our next topic here uh, just a reminder again that if you are out and about this weekend and you still want to be able to catch the Mariners and the Tigers, uh, you can catch those games on the Mariners hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. 
Colby, has this show been a bit more buttoned up for you? Has this been a bit more to your standard, to you your liking? Let me let me say this since you you talked about the comment section earlier. Your boos in the comment section do not impact me at, at whatsoever. I've seen what you cheer. Your opinion means nothing to me. That's right. I said it. That being said, make sure you like the video and subscribe. It helps the algorithm. So yeah. whatever we put out those team tie and team Colby shirts, you you just hurt your stock a little bit on uh, on the team yeah, Colby side of things. You know what? I'm not worried about it because you're never going to make them because you're lazy. So fair. See, fair. fair. Yeah, for those of you who are waiting for the team tie and team Colby merch, it's never going to happen because Ty won't do it. I need to get on that. No, I, I do. I do need to get. On. I need You've to get on some. Months. I need to get on to you know uh, to doing some merch here in general, whether it's for the well, Patreon, whether it's for, for like three or four months now. But okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe it <clears> when <throat> I see it. Sure. Sure. Uh, weekend, you know buddy. what I'm. Moving on, Tom Murphy. He's someone that we haven't talked about a lot, and he's on a little bit. Of, he's on, uh, Murphy is on a little bit of a heater right now. Yeah, he had another he's double to tonight. Yeah, he he had another <laughs> double tonight. He was, yep. I think, he Locked. was what four for his last six entering this game. Uh, he Something goes one like for that, four yeah. tonight. Um, he's up to yeah two fifty two eighty three four thirty two. And his WRC plus uh, heading into this game was 88. It's now up to 100. So Tom Murphy is officially a league average bat. Look at that. Yeah, Tom Murphy is a better catcher than like 90% of of other teams' number one catcher. Yes. And the overreactions to his first couple weeks coming off of missing almost an entire MLB season with a shoulder injury were again just that overreaction so yeah yeah uh nice to see old stomping tom is uh kicking right now sure no he's been good like i i I think the the reaction that is a little worrisome is that some people will be like oh well he should dh more and it's like should he like you really want to open that door you don't want to overexpose the guy and murphy again is coming off of major surgery so I think using them the way they're using them right now makes a ton of sense. Doesn't mean he won't occasionally get an at bat against right-handed or start against right-handed pitching, maybe even as a DH. Uh, sure, you can do it once in a while, but like let's let's calm down a little bit. Like I think they're using Tom the right amount right now, and and he's feeling it. And obviously the big home run against Texas, he has I think three or four doubles in his last five starts or so. Like he's really starting to hit the ball, and he also drew a walk today. The on-base percentage two eighty-eight. That's not good. But for your backup catcher, if he's going to slug like he has and he's going to put up that 250 average, that's again, that's an everyday catcher in this league. That's that slash line right there is an everyday catcher and he's your backup. The Mariners catching situation continues to be in a really good shape so long as they both stay healthy. Um, And yeah, we we talked about this. You kind of need we have to assume that the middle and the top of the order is going to get things going because they're just too talented not to. So when they do get going, you want to make sure that the bottom half of the order is carrying the load. Uh, and right now they are. They're carrying the load and then some. Uh, but the bottom of the order, the J.P. Crawfords, the Colton Wong, the catcher situation, um, you know, Caballero, depending on who he plays for, uh, those guys need to make sure that they are still not zeros at the plate. Uh, and so far, so good for really all of them, uh, especially over the last few weeks when you look at what 
uh, Colton Wong and Tom Murphy have done. So let's talk about these next two games here this weekend. I would like for the Mariners to sweep this team. This is a team that they should be capable of sweeping. Obviously, sure. baseball is is tough and sweeps are hard. <laughs> yes, yeah, sweeps are very hard. Um, but that would be my preference. Just putting that out there. And the Mariners are in a pretty good spot on the uh, pitching front, at least. Bryce Miller going tomorrow. Really excited to see his third career start. And uh, Logan Gilbert on Sunday against Joey Wentz. So uh, let's talk about those two guys, Miller and Gilbert. Uh, just kind of what are your expectations? Let's speci- uh, specifically, wow, let's specifically focus on Miller, um, who, again, making his third career start. What do we uh, What do we think about Miller going up against this Tigers lineup? Really good matchup for him. Uh, the Tigers are a team that struggle with uh, high spin rate fastballs. Um, they are the worst team in baseball against that particular pitch. What is, you know, what is Bryce Miller's specialty? The high spin rate fastball at the top of the zone. Uh, most of the dangerous hitters in this lineup, which is like two, are right-handed. Um, so with the exception of Riley Green, uh, the, the matchup uh, works pretty well uh, for Miller. So, again, do I think he's going to go six shutout innings again? No, probably not. Uh, it'd be great if he did. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he did, but I wouldn't count on it. Uh, I think my expectations for him tomorrow – Five, six innings, one or two runs, just, you know, don't implode, give the team, a, give the offense a shot to work. Um, and if you can, anything you get over that is a bonus. Um, but in theory, as we always talk about, in theory, the matchup with uh, the matchup for the next two days with both Logan Gilbert and Bryce Miller and their uh, fastballs up in the zone, that bodes really well in this particular matchup. We'll see if it works out that way. You never know. Uh, the league, this is the league's third look at Miller, so they're going to make adjustments. We already saw adjustments between start one and two. It's going to adjust. They're going to adjust again. Will it matter? Are they? Are the Tigers talented enough to take advantage of the new knowledge that they have on Miller? We'll see. Miller's got to be sharp. You know, he can't be in the middle of the zone. Uh, but that's true of every pitcher against every team in Major League Baseball. So, I think as long as Miller is you know carries roughly the same stuff that he's carried his first two times out, he's got a shot to go you know, and, and have another really quality, what's this, the super quality start thing or whatever. He's got a shot to, to go out there and do exactly that yet again uh, right. against Detroit. So it's, it's a good matchup for him. Yeah. Really interested to see if, you know, given the opponent, if he experiments a little bit more, maybe uh, mixes in the, the, the breaking stuff a little bit more than he has the last couple of, uh, or the first couple of starts that he's had. Um, might be a good opportunity for him to do that because next start for him is what Atlanta Atlanta is best in, in baseball at hitting the Bryce Miller's uh, secret weapon. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we shall see. Yeah. So, again, might be goes. a good time to work on the breaking stuff. Uh, nah, nah, nah. My <laughs> best versus your best. Let's do it. Right, Let's see whose right. best is better. Um, right. But no, again, if you're Miller, it's just you got to be yourself. You got to stick to your attack plan. You got to stick to your strength. Uh, you can't really worry about what the opponent's going to do, especially before an opponent really makes you like pay for your strength. You know what? Like nobody's sure. beaten Bryce Miller yet. And I don't mean in like the win loss column. I just mean like nobody he hasn't is, gotten got yet. Yeah. Nobody's gotten him yet. So I think you stick with the game plan, uh, but we've seen Miller the last, we know probably the game plan, a lot of fastballs the first time through the order. Then he'll start flipping in a couple of first pitch sliders the second time through. Um, and my guess is we'll see 
four or five strikeouts first time through the order, probably just one or two of the rest of the game uh, as the as hitters adjust to the to the game plan and, and the pitch that they know they're going to get. Uh, so, yeah, I think if, as long as he can avoid those long innings, he should be able to go, you know, six innings and give Seattle a really, really good shot to win tomorrow's game and, you know, give them an opportunity to be greedy on Sunday morning mm-hmm. for most of us. Uh, and by the way, just a reminder, tomorrow's game is 10 a pitch, 10 o'clock uh, first pitch. So, yay. Back and to you back. can catch it on the Mariners hometown broadcast with Sirius XM via the SXM app. There we go. There's our three. Set them up. Yet again. Knock it out of the park. There we go. But uh, yeah. Now, I yeah, assume so. the the analysis here is, is about the same for Gilbert because, I mean, pretty much. If, well, in, in general, too, with, with Miller and Gilbert, they are pretty similar in terms of how they approach things. So it, mm-hmm. it's whatever the game plan is for Miller. That's pretty much the game plan for Gilbert as well. So sure. Gilbert's a little more capable of, of, you know, mixing in the slider and the curveball um, yeah. and the split, although he's using it a little bit less right now than he was at the beginning of the year. That seems like a game plan thing and uh fatigue thing. So uh, yeah, but essentially it's, it really is. It's the fastball at the top of the zone. If you can stay at the top, uh, the top shelf, get a couple of called strikes up there, expand the zone upward, then you can really expand it side to side uh, with the sliders uh, and the curveball. So, yeah, I think it's essentially the same strategy. I just think Gilbert's a little, Gilbert's obviously just got a better counter punch uh, than Miller has right now, at least that we know of. We haven't really seen right. Miller have to go to his counter punch uh, in his first two starts. Maybe we'll see it tomorrow, but yeah, I, I think you have to feel really good about the pitching matchups the next two days, which we've said pretty much every day for the last you know, three or four weeks. And this is the, this is the best pitching staff in baseball statistically. Yeah. <laughs> I so. mean, you should feel pretty good going up against anybody. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's nice. The Mariners won eight of their last 11. Uh, go out there, try and get two more, get above 500 and then just stay above 500. So we don't have to keep yo-yoing with this line. And again, I'll win tomorrow and the Mariners will be above 500 for the first time since opening day. Uh, That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's been, it's been a long, a long ride back up and, uh, but, you know, regardless, the Mariners are playing really good baseball right now. And uh, I know some people are still panicking because they'll say 20 and 20. Oh, well, that's not very good or whatever. And it's like, well, it's not, but they're also trending in the right direction. So, uh, yeah. yeah, tomorrow, you know, just how about just another nine to two win? Like, can we just have like another easy breezy? Like, that, that'd be cool. beautiful. Yeah, girl. Like, sure. Like, do we have to win three to two tomorrow or can we win like six to one? That might be nice. Back to back games like that. I wouldn't know what to do with my hands. Yeah, let, win the win the series, and then break mm-hmm. out the brims on Sunday, please. Get greedy. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would like that very much. That would be again, as I said earlier, my preference. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners post game show for Colby Padnode. I'm Tiding Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well over at Locked On Mariners. That's one word, Locked On Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners' 9-2 win over the Detroit Tigers. And you can catch the Mariners and the Tigers the next two days on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. With that, have yourself a beautiful baseball night. We'll see you next time. Peace.